Welcome back to Chat and Chai family and friends. We want to wish Vitu yes. a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Vitu. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, another year around the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and all the sayings go hold true for you. You just get better with age. You're not older, oh. you're wiser. You know, what else? Um, yeah, <laughs> wine. Yeah, you're getting better. I, I like that. I like that. Oh, my goodness. Thank, thank you so much. That's just, uh, that's lovely. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a good day. My daughter and I went to see Six, which was an amazing musical. If anyone gets to see it or if it's in your town and it's playing, you should go. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it, it's worth it. And then we had lunch. It was, uh, it was just a really nice day. And finally, Southern California, the sun came out. It is the start of summer. Wedding season in full swing. So this is going to be our topic for today. Weddings, past, present, and hopefully future. That's one industry that's not going to go out of business. By the looks of it, they're going to be bigger and more grander. Yep, yep. Grander and I want to even say more creative. Yes. What does the saying go? In, in recession, never hits the wedding. Yeah, never hits yeah. the wedding. Right, right. The, the liquor business and the wedding business <laughs> will yes. never die during a recession. <laughs> that's true that's true i know it's very interesting the journey weddings have taken so um i i think we had said that what we would do is like reminisce or like um, about stories that we've heard from our, our grandparents weddings and our parents weddings and then we can discuss ours and then we can leave the rest of the episode to the weddings of the present and the future <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you might need to do two episodes on this <laughs> yeah, seriously like uh, so different but any stories about your guys's grandparents or parents weddings so let's see i can talk about my nani my grandmother i think she was 16 when she got married and uh you know i don't think she saw my grandfather until the day of the wedding and that too i don't know how she looked at him because she had a veil over her head they didn't look at each other i think until after the wedding can you imagine that today yeah can you i know <laughs> you gotta spend the rest of your life with someone you've never, ever even seen before oh that that's or that's, talk to yeah talk to seen yeah and how about your parents how did they differ from that so I think my dad came to see my mom. I think they talked a little bit and everything. And then they, I guess they got to say yes or no versus my Nana Nani. I, I think it was just arranged within the families. But I think my mom and dad, they had the say in it. Going to mine, I, I had a say in it. They asked me as well. And I got to meet him as well beforehand. We talked on the phone. We met, you know, uh, in person. We had a one-on-one. -on -one. How about yours, Rita? So going back to my grandparents, I don't have too many stories, but yeah, probably the same as Ritu. They probably never really saw each other. But uh, my parents, even though at that time it wasn't so much that they didn't have a say, it just happened to be that my, my mother did not get to see my dad and my dad got to see my mom as a picture, as a photograph, very young girl, <laughs> like she was 12. My grandfather told my dad, basically, look, this is a girl, my, my dad was not happy that my, my grandfather had arranged this. So even though my grandfather asked him, look, what do you think? And my father said, want to get married like this? I don't want to do it. But then my grandfather said, well, yeah, but I've already given my words. So 
that was like, what was the point of asking my dad? <laughs> and in India, you're giving your word means right. giving your mm -hmm. word. Yes. So, mm -hmm. but you know, it all worked out really well. My parents had a really good married life. So for me, um, yeah, I was introduced to Janet. We did get to see each other a couple of times and then we had about a six month engagement. So we talked a lot on the phone and stuff. And uh, he made a trip to England to come visit and spend some time with us as a family. And so, yeah, we did get to see each other and spend some time. How about you, Mala? Yeah, it's actually very similar. I don't know a lot about my grandparents, but I'm thinking it's the same. They probably didn't see each other till the wedding. My parents, I know my dad just said he was showing my mom. She was walking down the street with her sisters and they were all beautiful. And somebody just told him like, oh, that, that one's going to be your wife. And of course she was beautiful. So my dad's like, oh, okay. And then they were married. <laughs> Um, so mine wasn't much different. My husband came to see me in Chicago. We did meet, we met for three days, got engaged. And then like a few months later, we were married, but we, I did have to say so, obviously, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, if I didn't want to marry him. I could have said, I don't like him. Yeah. Now let me just say this though, about having a say in three days or in my case, like two days, or it does your say really mean like, cause a lot of the pressure is coming from the family is like, look, he's a really smart guy. He's intelligent. He's this, that, and that. they expect you to kind of like say yes anyway, <laughs> after guiding you in that direction. Yeah, Am I, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. I was 20 years old. I'm so naive in life, so young, right? So my, I didn't even know, you don't know what to ask. So mm -hmm. I think I was just happy that he didn't ask me, do you know how to cook? And I was like, <laughs> okay, this guy's a keeper. He's like, oh, what are you studying in college? So I'm like, okay, good question. I like this, <laughs> you know? He didn't come in a three-piece suit. He had jeans and a shirt on. So that was, again, another plus. Um, and then I took him out for drinks and I wanted to see his reaction. Like if his eyeballs popped, then I'd be like, yeah. Not that I'm a big drinker, but th those are the things a 20-year-old is thinking about. And he passed all of those tests and that was it. That was my basis for saying yes. Well, mine was pretty similar to yours, Mala. It's just that I was 19 and not having ever talked to guys. So I don't know what to ask. So when the parents are like, what do you think? And I'm all, well, I trust you guys. You've done all the research. You've talked to him. You guys know. And I couldn't ask him anything. I didn't know. As it is, I was very shy because I'm talking to a, a boy, a man by myself. So we didn't ask too many questions. He kept asking me and I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it all worked out. Trusted my parents. Same kind of situation. I think I do want to say I felt pressure to say yes. But if I had my ideal way, I probably would have asked for more time, you know, like, hey, give me at least a month or so to get to know this person. I did feel the pressure of, you know, this is what is expected. Outside, everything is good and everything's fine. You know, he's a nice person. All that's well and good. But to actually get to know someone and their little, you know, quirks and stuff, it takes time. I don't know if even after dating for a year and a half or two, do you really get to know all those things? Mm -hmm. Some parents were right um, in that, look, you kind of grow to love one another. That was the mentality then, right? Yeah. And I think because you're so young, you do mold easily, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's right. what I think we did is like, even if there were faults and stuff, we molded ourselves to adjust. And I don't mean to say that only the other side has faults. I could have similar faults and he could be me too. And it's just like, but you never really had time to discover all of those things. And the same thing happened to me. We met for three days. My husband's like, yeah, I think this is his thing. Well, I think I like you and I want to spend my life with you. 
It's not really a proposal, right? So then, of course, when my parents asked me, and I'm like, well, it's only three days. I'd like to have more time. Right. And then because it was me saying that, oh, why do you need more time? Such a good boy, such a good family. If you don't say yes to him, we're going to have to send you to India and London and Africa. to. Fight. So then that, that kicks in and it's like, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. Like, I'll say yes. Right. Okay, you know, but that right. picture did come on, you know. Well, um, from there, you guys remember your wedding preparations? <laughs> Gosh, I well, do. I do. Rita, you go first. Oh, mine was um, a homemade wedding. It was really small. It was done in my aunt's backyard. It was everyone chipping in to make the wedding happen. So it wasn't a big affair at all. Um, the only thing we did have the food catered, but my mom and my aunt made a lot of snacks and mitais and stuff at home. The How many people did you have? Sorry. Actually, because the wedding was here in America and my, most of my family and friends and everybody in India and England, we only had, I want to say about 10 or so people from my family and friends, but the rest were my uncle and aunt's friends and neighbors. Our wedding was maybe, I want to say 50, 50 oh, wow. Wow. It wasn't very big at all. The, everything was homemade. My husband and his cousin <laughs> brother, they made the mandap, you know, where we had the puja. This is, and this is back 30 plus years, you know, in LA, there was not that many options for wedding planners or um, very basic. There were like three shops in Artesia, the main Indian market where you could get things so it wasn't like we had much choice but it was it was very memorable because everything was homemade everything was done in the house even i was chipping in my aunt's friend did the mehendi i mean it wasn't like a professional thing i didn't have a professional makeup artist or anything like that in some ways i feel like today's weddings you know you see all that and you think gosh i wish i could do a do-over but <laughs> it was it was the memory of it all is like, whoa, I remember the nights of making mitai and then putting them in boxes and all that stuff, which you don't get to experience as a bride. You don't experience any of that. You don't see the background of all of that. So it was interesting. It was a personal touch. Mala, you? So yes, very similar. Um, my wedding planners were my two uncles. Oh, my three, yeah, my two <laughs> uncles and my dad. And oh boy, oh boy. So these guys, the same thing. We were in Chicago, Woodridge, Illinois. And if you didn't think you had Indian caterers or vendors here, there was absolutely none in where I came from. So pretty much all homemade, um, everybody chipping in. My uncles would come over supposedly planning the wedding and they would all get drunk before they even started wedding planning. So at, at one point I remember crying because I said, guys, I'm getting married and you're not getting anything done. And then they're like, oh, okay, okay, beta, we're getting serious now. Um, but I ended up having a big engagement, a big uh, wedding and a big reception, 250 people wow. back in 1984. Wow. That's big. Um, That's big. Was, yeah. And it was the first time my uncle actually, Mandrabai, he um, implemented or introduced the assigned seating mm -hmm. for the reception. Nobody knew that. So, of course, everybody came with their plus ones or minus ones and they had assigned seating and they were just like, what do you mean? Like, I have to sit here. But it was a, it was fancy for that time period. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it was a really nice wedding. Same. I didn't, you know, everybody chose my clothes. Little say so. Everything was just kind of done for you. Show up here, wear this, do this, don't, don't mm -hmm. do that. And mine was the opposite. I had... 240 people, Barish came with a party of 10. So, yeah, the Barat was, and he drove his own car to his own wedding. 
funny. Mine is going to be different, guys, because um, since he is the youngest in his family and I'm the oldest, first one getting married in my family, we went back to Udaipur, where my mom and his mom are from, and we got married in India. So at that time, he was working, I was studying, I was in LA, he was in Houston. So our moms went and took care of everything. It took them about four months. So from the time we got engaged, four months later, we got married. But those two got to go shopping. Those two got to pick out everything. Those two got to go <laughs> mail everything. But yeah, it is a lot of work in India because since you have a lot more relatives and a lot more expectations, you have to invite the nanans, chachas, son, blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. list is, So I think I had close to around 500 plus people. Wow. I didn't know. I probably knew maybe 20. <laughs> but having in India, that's the thing you invite everybody. It was in the month of June, which is very hot. My husband came in two days before the ceremonies. I was there probably a week before and everything was ready. Mom would tell me here, wear this for the haldi, wear this for that. That's how my wedding was. And everything turned out great. It was fun. In in my wedding, the one thing that um, stood out as well was we didn't have anyone older, like a grandmother or someone to tell my aunt and my mom, these are the different things that you guys need to do. And there's obviously no internet in that time. They're asking each other and they're asking their friends, do you remember what you did on the haldi? Do you know what happens here? Do you know how it <laughs> so they're all like, exchanging notes. I'm not even sure if half of the things were done were right. <laughs> Are you married, Ritu? <laughs> that much I know. <laughs> so we even had a bit of an issue on that because the pundit that was doing my ceremony is Gujarati. In my family, we do seven circles around the fire. But in the Gujarati ceremony, according to the pundit, you only do four. So my mom and him had an argument. They were like, no, I'm not having Four? That means she's not fully married. So <laughs> we have to do seven. Oh, it was it was funny. I've I've heard sometimes you know um, you can pay the pundit and kind of do a quick feras, <laughs> quick puja. That's in today's day and age. Yeah. Had yeah. I known. Yeah, I would have done that. Was, my wedding was in July in LA and it was in the evening. So it did cool down, but it can get hot, you know, sitting outside for an hour and a half. In India, it's different because you have the reception first and then you have feras or the ceremony. And yeah. at 12, one o'clock at night, you're sitting there, you're videotape, you're getting videotape and photographers and they use this light yeah. that attracts the mosquitoes and it's a hot light. So it, it was miserable. Oh, wow. Yeah, those were our weddings. And, you know, there would be, I mean, till today, I go back to Chicago and people will still say, we remember your wedding, you know, because I think there was just so much involvement from everybody, like everybody chips in. Um, and there was like, each one had a differentiation element to it. Like not mm -hmm. one wedding is the same. Honestly, today, as beautiful as all the weddings are, they sometimes are like cookie cutter weddings, right? You know, you just kind of feel like, yeah, you saw one, you've seen like pretty much all of them most of the time, but yeah, as be right. but they're all beautiful. So. They're all very beautiful. Absolutely. But that home touch that like mm -hmm. this in ours is just not present. You, you look back and you can smile and laugh and giggle about certain things that went wrong in ours. Mm -hmm. But hey, everything is supposed to be perfection where if something goes wrong, that means, oh no, that's a problem. Whereas we look back and we like laugh, like, oh my God, I remember in mine, the pundit, my I, my uncle was supposed to bring me out. We didn't have anything about when, when what time that we supposed to come out. And so we would come out, my uncle would bring me out and then the pundit would say, go back in, go back in. So my uncle would push me back in the house. <laughs>
And again, it happened. Like it happened two times, I think. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? And you know, my, my hair is, is getting messy. I'm getting <laughs> in room that you can't come out yet. But like, those are things that you laugh about it now. But in today, it's like a proper little production, you know? So yeah, I think you're right. Because I think the the pundit has to call for you three times. Two right. There is a second. I have no idea. But <laughs> it was like, let's get this over with. Let's get going. <laughs> no, it was, it was more the, the way I was being like, uncle would be coming out very gently, you know, holding me. And then next minute, you know, I'm being pushed back in. Like, <laughs> get gentle, like, get back in. You're not supposed to be out here now. <laughs> You know, when you were saying this, Ritu, what I thought of is uh, during the Vidai, you're supposed to cry, right? It's not coming. I'm like, okay, I'm dressed up. I'm happy. I'm getting to wear all these jewelries and nice clothes. But everybody else is crying. So you're like, okay, I should cry. I'm like 20 years old. I don't understand what's going on. Okay, I'm, I'm supposed to cry. Let's start crying. <laughs> the whole atmosphere. That's, Do you the innocent, right? That's the innocence of us. Like we just thought we were getting to yeah. play dress up for. And the funny thing about it was like, if you smile at the mandap, then they're like, you're supposed to look, you know, like shy. And you're supposed to like look down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So, okay. So I'm not supposed to look down. I can't look up. What are they taking a picture of my head? Just like the top of my head. Exactly. <laughs> You're not supposed to look up. You can't look. Yeah. I don't know if we actually, like today, I think the brides really enjoy the ceremony and can be participate. not just the bride, the groom, everybody. But in ours, I think it was enjoyed the ceremony as much. Just because I know my kids look at my wedding pictures and my head is down and I look really like reserved and shy and they're just like, yeah. what happened to you? Like, like over <laughs> all of these years, like this is not the mom we know, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays things are changing. I mean, they're meeting online, they ha they're dating and then, you know, all the different stages that they go through. And they're yeah. taking their time to decide who they want to marry. The whole wedding preparation is at least a year long, if not right. longer. Mm -hmm. But before we even get to the wedding, so they have the dating stages, right? Mm -hmm. Like God knows how many phases they go through for that. Then they have, you know, one partner asks the parents for their hand in marriage. I don't even think I was asked, let alone like, did my husband ask my parents if they got a hand in marriage? So then you have that proposal is like a big production. Mm -hmm. Little event on its own, right? Bigger and, and fancy. And there's a photographer, there's a videograph. Yeah. I remember my son-in-law saying, okay, I took care of the proposal. The wedding's your thing now. <laughs> he told my daughter. <laughs> Weren't you saying that they actually have event planners that will do proposals? Yes. He actually went to a, an event planner who does specifically proposals wow. in New York. And then like, we were not allowed to have long engagements. Remember, like, I mean, we were all married within months, you know, they didn't mm -hmm. like these long engagements. Now you don't have a choice because you can't get married for a year, at least a year. So even yeah. if you wanted to get married quicker, you couldn't because no. you can't find a venue. Talking about like dating, Mala, when you were saying different stages, another one is I think you take a trip together as mm -hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend to see how you are compatible with each other taking trips. And then another one is live-ins, yeah. living with each other and see how you adjust and you know, any quirks come out. Exactly. Like I was saying at the beginning, it's like, you know, you wish you had more time to get to know the other person. In our case, like you hardly knew the individual and then you're supposed to go off on your honeymoon right after your wedding. You've not even really got to know the person. So I think the guys and girls of today, yeah, they, they're taking their time. They're going on trips. What are you laughing at? <laughs> 
whole episode on that the honeymoon <laughs> the surprises in the honeymoon oh my gosh so we um rc you and i both have had kids um get married recently and mm -hmm. it's so different so different from ours and um do you want to talk about yours first okay so uh, my daughter um dated daniel for about two years uh, while through medical school and he is um catholic white he's american and so that as it is was a difference in religion um we being hindu and him being catholic so we were going to have both ceremonies it was during covid and it was during the residency so as it is it was you know very tough plan everything um so yeah it was only 30 people very intimate uh we could only find space to accommodate that much and at that time flying was difficult getting relatives from India was difficult. It was like Ritu's, very intimate. Um, we had to do it very quick. A lot of things were missing for her. Like we weren't able to have a Mendi or a Haldi or any of those functions. A Ganesh Puja, we had um, rehearsal dinner and Catholic ceremony. Um, in the uh, Hindu ceremony and a reception. And um, she would have liked it in a lot of different ways. You know, a girl always dreams about how she wants a wedding and what she liked to do. But, you know, it is what it is. She was, you know, adjusted accordingly. How did the family take to when um, she said, I'm going to marry Danielle? How was that? Yeah. My husband and me, when she started dating, she came and spoke to us and told us how she met. We spoke to her about the different customs and, and interracial raising of kids and trials and turbulences that are going to go through. But she seemed confident. We're like, okay, if you are, we're with you. If the parents are good, I think everybody falls into place. Oh, nice. I'm just saying what a vast difference from what we had to go through. Oh yeah. Right? That that's what I was trying to point out. Like how yes, yes. times have changed for the better. Mala, your yeah. son and daughter. Son and daughter. And they both had such different weddings. Um, for my daughter, a little bit older obviously than I was when I got married. She pretty much did all her wedding. Um, she planned the whole wedding. They met online, both our Gujarati, so that helped a little in the sense that there was not too much differentiation there. But yeah, both the kids um uh, Nick, her husband, and her planned pretty much the whole wedding. So that was different in the sense that mm -hmm. they, we just said, this is how much money you have. The only thing we approved was like some of the um, ceremonies. Like she's like, what exactly do you need us to make sure we get done at the ceremony? But other than that, they pretty much planned the whole wedding. And for me, it was just a big party, but that was the difference. Um, yeah. I was just attending a three-day party that happened to be my daughter's wedding. Um, it was nice that they got to do things their way, the way they wanted their special event. And you got to enjoy it, which is nice. Usually the parents don't. I remember my mom being very stressed, making sure the elders are taken care of, you know, all those um, respectful things you're supposed to do and everything. So I know my mom and dad were very stressed during my marriage. So it's nice you got to enjoy it, Mala. I did. I did. And we did like Anisha's was more typical Indian wedding. We did, you know, it was a destination wedding. We did all the ceremonies, the haldi, the sangi, the wedding, the reception. Um, Anand just got married Mother's Day weekend and his was so different. They went ahead and did their court wedding. And um, then 
he just wanted to have a celebration dinner at his rooftop in New York with close family and friends. So we went for that and it was absolutely gorgeous. It was everything they like, you know, all their favorite foods, their favorite music, their favorite drinks. Um, again, so intimate, maybe 30, 40 people. They're flying, they flew to Chicago to celebrate with Chicago family to do an intimate dinner with them. So different wedding. And I enjoyed that too. Like, you know, it was just lovely catching up with everyone in New York. And I'm truly like honored or blessed. I feel that I would got to enjoy both my kids special days as a mom, like I was actually enjoying both the events. I, I love this new generation and the way they think. Yeah, very creative, very different, very um, personalized according to them. And so what I'm hearing from both of you, and it, it's nice to hear, is that the kids enjoy their big day. It's mm -hmm. their, you know, the love for the, the partner that they have and how they celebrate it. Again, like I went back to ours, it's like we didn't have much of a say in anything. We were just told this is what you do. You enjoyed your wedding or you didn't. That intention was all good. It's nice to see that the generation now is, and in some cases, the weddings are really small, intimate, just the people they want in their lives to celebrate. And in some cases, the weddings may be big, but at least they have the say of how I want it done, which is really nice to see. I also I've remember seen. my mom governed by what society is, not only what happened to her during her wedding time, but also what society said, okay, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to have the, this type of events and all that stuff. So even if mom wanted to do something on her own, I think she was always guided by the elders. I mean, I'm just actually going back a year at this wedding of a friend and the daughter came on the ghori, you know, she was on the horse, you know, and, it, and she was enjoying the barat and the guy came in a car and then both parties met and they both danced at the barat. You know, ours was you stand, you wait, the barat is having fun, they're all coming, you're the one that's just standing there. <laughs> Yeah, in your hand, you want to dance, but you can't. <laughs> but in this, it was like the girls having fun. She's broken barriers. I mean, she wants to be on a horse. So good for her, you know. Yeah. To see that was such a fun, yes, creative enjoying. twist. Yes, very yeah, nice. Enjoying your own wedding. So I, I was gonna say, weren't you saying? Speaking of the kids doing their own thing, RC, weren't you saying you read an article or I think the show um, Indian Matchmaking or The Big Day? They get rid of a lot of the rituals. Um, some of the yes. ceremonies that yes so i remember one of the episodes plus i've read some articles online that kanyadan daughters are deciding that you know why are we being given away by our parents so one girl actually did not want to do a kanyadan then the mangal sutra was another one why are we being tied that mangal sutra and then the vidai so those were three um, interesting rituals or ceremonies i'm seeing oh i've heard girls are saying why should we do those yeah yeah and i I agree with that. The older traditions, they don't necessarily work in today's society and, and the way the kids have evolved and stuff. I've even seen some ceremony where they say their vows under the manda, words that are meaningful to them about what being married to them means and what their love for each other in front of so many people they want to express. What do you think Anjali's proposal or Sita's future look like? Like, what do you envision? So I know from what Anjali has told me, she doesn't want a big wedding. She wants a small, intimate wedding, just people that are part of her life. Sita's, I think she would also want a small, just a very intimate type of a wedding. I guess that's a good thing. I get to save on some money. That's the other, I mean, I don't know, like you guys, you've been through this. The cost of putting up a wedding is ginormous right now. And I mean, off the charts, even shot up even more. Yeah, it, it is. It is stressful. I will say that. 
Um, we were able to do a small intimate wedding with just close family members. That was good. But if we had to do it on a bigger scale, oh my God, I think we would have had to wait another year to do it, you know, finding yeah. venues. And this was after COVID and it would have just been too stressful. Just keeping him in the, with, within the budget is also very... Yeah, it's very hard. It's, I remember when uh, we got the quote and... Um, so we got the quote for the banquet hall for the reception. And then um, Anisha's like, oh, she goes, oh, gold or silver place settings or, um, you know, cutlery. Cutlery. I'm like, well, obviously we need cutlery. I'm like, how are we going to eat our food? I'm like, we have to pay for that too? I'm like, what is... So literally the banquet uh, charge was for the four walls. Everything mm -hmm. else was extra. Covers, the plates, the cut... I'm like, cutlery? I'm like, obviously you're going to need cutlery. <laughs> I couldn't believe there was a charge for that. And so I was like, that was just such an I I was just like, what do you mean? Like, how is this not included? I, I know that world has tapped into the fact that when Indians do marriages, it's it's just like nickel and dime for every small little thing. Yeah. By the way, Mala, um, what are the charger plates? To me, you don't use charger plates, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just a show. Oh, I don't even remember if we had. I see those are the things like I don't even remember if I have them or not. So I would not personally pay for them. I don't even know if Anisha had them. I don't. I can't remember. Maybe she did. But yeah, if you charge for that, I would be like, take it off. I don't want it. And so again, it's big business. The, the homemade wedding where we made our centerpieces. <laughs> The little bowls that you got from the dollar store or wherever and then put little flowers in there and it was homemade you know not all weddings are as basic as that the cost is is something that really gosh i don't know what and if you've got three four kids i mean average person has two but i mean that's a lot of money to spend yeah, on absolutely. what i've heard is that for 200 people it's a good three hundred thousand dollars yeah no that's what i hear too yeah and we're talking a very medium mediocre indian wedding exactly yeah, we're not talking anything like high high end so what do you think the future of weddings looks like like ritu kind of mentioned she thinks her daughters would go backyard very intimate small my son did that you know like mm -hmm. didn't want anything big i think the future is is that i think also kids of today are very concerned about the environment sustainability so everything that they want to use is going to be sustainable recyclable they're more concerned about those things are maybe also very concerned about financial aspects of it so you know would they rather spend that money in a down payment on a house because in mm -hmm. team millennials of today trying to save for a house it's a big for them to get into a house it's a huge thing so i also see it as do the parents want to throw a big wedding? And so mm -hmm. maybe the juggling of that are two different things. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see either like a lot of backyard intimate weddings where people have chosen to really go very simple. Um, and then the other extreme where the parents have a lot yeah. of money. And um, then those weddings are just going to be super great. It's going to be interesting to see, but I don't, I don't see the wedding business going down. Oh, I see the nope, 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 expanding. So yeah. we have two friends that are wedding planners, and I think we were together when we met her, um, met them, and they both said next year. They're already getting yeah. filled up. I'm also hearing another point. Parents and kids are deciding the guest list. Oh, you know, like kids are saying, okay, you're only getting so many people to invite. And mm -hmm. this is going to be our guest. If we don't know the person, you know, there's also that discussion that's happening in the background as well. And it should. Yeah, it should happen that way. People will say, well, oh, I didn't get invited and this, that and the other. And, and I don't see why anyone should take it personally. This obviously wasn't to 
cut you out of, you know, like an event or something. His families had to adjust according to the children one and what's their budget. It's not easy. Uh, you haven't gone, I haven't been there yet, but you guys know what it must be like to, to have to eliminate people from a guest. Sorry, I was going to say for me, the making the guest list and the seating arrangements, two hardest parts of the wedding. Those are my mm -hmm. only tasks and those were the really tough um, assignments. If you don't know the children, it's yeah. understandable why you're not invited. Mm -hmm. They exactly. don't know you, you don't know them, um, you know the parents, but that's your relationship with them. As far exactly. as the kids, it's okay. I don't know if how you guys think about this, but if the parents are paying for everything, should they have the right then to say, well, we're paying for everything, so we will have who we want on the guest list. You can have yours, of course, your friends and stuff. As we are paying, we will invite all our friends too. Is that, mm -hmm. I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, for me, because I had a little bit of, I had, we had 250 people out of which I got half. Um, Anisha and I went through this back and forth, back and forth. Um, it wasn't that I'm paying for it, so I'm going to invite this person, but we did have a few of like, who is this again? Or like, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, why are we having so-and-so here? And I did break a lot of norms. I had to cut down a lot and stuff, yeah. but yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You have mm -hmm. to kind of draw the line as to know this for this person for sure I want. The other one, okay, maybe, you know, you're right. If you are, I can get somebody else. So it was a give and take. We discussed a lot of stuff. There, There is always that element of, oh, there's a wedding it's it feels good right it feels like oh yeah celebration yeah yeah exactly and you know i will say one thing we've i've been to big weddings i've been to small weddings and honestly every wedding to me has been beautiful every wedding has its own charm you know whether it be like something in a mandir or a backyard or like yes. a grand event at like some fancy place everyone the brides look gorgeous you come yes. out just being happy for them. Be happy then. No matter what it is. It's, you just it focus is. on the couple and exactly. it's just beautiful to see them. Yeah. Yes. Their yes. journey, right? You get to yes. hear about a little bit about their journey and how they met yeah. in these events. So it's yeah. just nice to, nice to hear. Or, you know, being blessed by everybody. And you know, I did want to say something about our last episode before we close our episode this time. We did get some feedback, which, you know, we always appreciate. We always want to hear from you. We had a couple of people say they felt we portrayed our um, Indian Desi characteristics, um, portraying Indians negatively. And I can honestly, I'm speaking for all of us. I know we did not intend to do that by any means. No. So we do apologize if anyone got offended by that but yeah we just want we please give us your feedback because you know criticism is good constructive criticism is welcomed and they all came from like experiences we have been through yeah and i think we were just making light and fun of if we can laugh at ourselves then i think as a society it's it's good right because nobody's perfect but it wasn't about that. It was just about, yeah, there are certain quirks that we have as a community. And we we have actually love the fact that we are Indian. And <laughs> yeah. We have these weird quirks or yeah. Yeah. So um yes, not in for anybody's feelings. And ladies, I know on July 9th, both of you are going to be anchoring or media coverage this yes. event. Please tell us a little bit more about it. Doing media coverage for an event, which is a musical night plus I guess a narrator that's coming from Gujarat. And we will be interviewing the artists, getting to meet some of the people behind the stage and talking about their journey. Um, it should be fun. I think mm -hmm. nice to um, interview these people. I think there are past contestants of competition. Sare Gamapa. Sare Gamapa. Yeah. Yeah. So that will be fun. And yeah. yeah. Different types of an event, right? Like he's um, there's a little bit of music, a little bit of poetry, a little bit of yes. or something. So 
Right. So yeah. that will be fun. It's fun to meet so many different people when you're out yeah, there. Yeah, it really is. And we had so much fun doing um, Smitha Vasant's event that time. Meet other people in the community and stuff. It, it will be good. So yeah. if you're free, please join us. We will post the flyer on our Instagram page and uh, join us. Till we meet again, remember life is not short. Life is unpredictable. So always, always strive to stay happy. And add a little spice to your life and join us again for a little chit chat and chat.